some may find the following disturbing. Discretion is advised. Here we go, Barflies. Welcome to the Barfly Tailgate Show. You already know it's done by Barflies for Barflies and all the other Bears fans out there. Well, as y'all can see, we're a little shorthanded this morning. My man KB texted me, said he's feeling a little under the weather. I said, don't even don't even sweat it, bro. Go ahead and take you a week off, <laughs> get right, and, uh, and come back with us next week and <clears throat> let us know how everything's going. But my man across the pond never misses, never, ever misses. He'll call it in, never. My boy C Dub, what's going on, brother? How you doing this morning? I'm doing good, mate. Yeah, I'm always gonna be. You'd have to like cut my head off before you stop me coming here, mate. I'd be like uh, that Monty Python sketch with the the knight who gets its arms and legs chopped off and still wants to fight. So, uh, <laughs> tis but a scratch. <laughs> yeah, just a scratch, sir. What you on about? So, uh, yeah. So uh, you're actually left with the uh, with a host with the uh, two with two of the best accents. On the network, so uh, I, I, uh, I hope you get well soon, at KB. Uh, and uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get into the show, I see. Yeah, yeah, man. So uh, the Bears did not play last week, so we didn't lose, which was nice. We had a nice little bye week, um, licking our wounds, but apparently it didn't go so well for some of our players. We'll get into that later. Um, but uh, we did play the Packers two weeks ago. Uh, we had a lead on them. And then it all started to fall apart. Uh, I, I I can't place my finger on exactly what happened. It just seemed like Christian Watson decided to start playing. I guess maybe, mm-hmm. but uh, they just kind of they just kept pecking away at our lead, pecking away at our lead, and and all of a sudden we started missing field goals and stuff. Like I'm just what well, that, that that's funny. You, you said the field goal because as soon as we had that miss. For some reason, deep down in my soul, I went, "That's it. We're fucked. We're mm-hmm. fucked." Because, because we, were, you know, it was sort of we were playing so well. I mean, especially that that sort of first quarter. We, we, I mean, on offense, we always seemed to come out really strong at the start of the game when when you know when all the plays are scripted. So we seemed to come out well, and Justin Fields looked miles better shape than I thought it were going to be. You know, co- co- you know, from what I mean, 
they really give much away our coaching staff. I know we regard the injuries, but it were uh, a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Because I thought, you know, he sounded like he were, you know, he, he shouldn't really be playing at all. But um, yeah, as soon as as soon as we had missed that field goal, man, I just thought, foot. That's it. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, I felt it in the pit of my stomach as well. I was like, man, that's gonna come back to bite us in the ass. I already yeah. know, and 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 it kind of did. Um, but uh, I don't know. We lost momentum, but I did see some things. Uh, you know, coming out of the mini buy, that's when they changed the offense to more suit Justin Fields with his running ability. Well, in that game, he only ran the ball like six times, so mm. they were obviously trying to help protect his shoulder. And yeah, Fields but is dropping some dimes out there, man. Yeah, but don't you think the uh, Fields not running as much in the second half are the part of the problem? You know, it was not winning the game because I, I do because I like yes, I know why they were obviously there were an element of trying to protect the player, but you know it were working what were working in the first half. It was sort of like as soon as we came back on the second half. It like went into ultra conservative mode, play calling. It they were actually like we had like a, a you know like a twenty four point lead over the Packers, and even then I, I wouldn't be sort of playing you know totally conservative because look at the game last night how quickly games can switch and turn. You know what I mean? I mean that were unbelievable. You know it would have pity that you know it was Vikings, but um, it's still a good game. But um, yeah, I just thought in the second half we just sort of closed down. I mean. Do you reckon that's because we have like a, a defensive-minded coach rather than say uh, an offensive guy? If that's how naturally that's how it would go. Uh, maybe, maybe that's part of it. We've seen um, Eberflus get conservative throughout the season. You know, times mm. where I think in the New York Giants game where we punted to him late in the game instead of going oh, for yeah. it on fourth and and taking that sort of conservative type approach. I was just really i was really happy with what i saw from fields hitting those deep balls mm. i think he hit eq on one and he yep. hit Nikhil harry on one uh-huh. which was nice to see um yeah but yeah but ac did you think it was a bit weird that um uh, harry called that really good pass and then they took him off straight away yeah yeah i think he had one snap yeah i don't i don't even know if he actually played anymore in that that you know that drive because we were getting quite close to the red zone and I just get thinking, well, he's just made this 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 awesome catch, which must help in his confidence. And also, like their defensive bats must be thinking, shit, we've got a bit of a problem. And then I can't remember him playing for the rest of the game. I don't I don't really understand what's going on with him at all. Yeah, I'm a little I was a little confused by that as well. Um I I mean I'm not a coach. They don't they don't pay me like those guys, obviously. If they did, I don't know if I could do this every Sunday. But uh um <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't. It, the, some of the snaps that, that that are given out, it doesn't make sense to me. Uh, we did see uh, it was only ten snaps, so a small a small sample size. But we did see Alex Leatherwood get some time at right tackle, which yeah. I like to see. I feel like that's a guy going forward that you want to see what you've got in him, especially. You know, we got four games left. We're we're going against Super Bowl contenders this week and next week. Hell, you could say the rest of the season because the Lions are as yeah. hot as anybody in the league. And then we finish off the season with the Vikings, who are one of the top teams in the NFC. So uh, we got four good good teams to finish off with that we mm-hmm. can see how uh, how we can try and build um, for the future. Um, 
Did you? I asked you before you got on the show, and I know you weren't exactly positive about it. Did you have a wanker of the week from last week? Did you want to throw it on Aaron Rodgers, and we'll talk about that a little bit? Or? Uh, you know, you know what? Just after how we start the show, I'm going to put it down onto the uh, the second half uh, offensive play calling because that that was noticeable, man. I mean, I'm just I'm just a guy. You know, I'm just a, a short, dim-witted, middle-aged Hang guy. Hang on, before you get too much into it, let me hit your intro for you. Go on, mate. Kiss off, you grossy little wanker! Wanker! Shut up, you stoppy wanker! Wanker! You're a wanker! Wanker! Stop being a wanker. You are a wanker, Andy Ma. And I'll be honest, I didn't know that was coming, but I'll say it again, you are a wanker. This is... Chris Watts' Wanker of the Week. All right, yeah, go ahead. So, uh, uh, from from what I'm from, in case you haven't seen the show, every week Chris Watts comes through <laughs> and tells us his wanker of the week, who dropped the ball, who messed up, who's got the butterfingers, whatever it may be. Uh, go ahead and hit it, Chris, and tell us who your wanker of the week was against the Packers. You know what I say? I'm quite glad that you explained it before you handed it over to me, because if somebody just sort of, you know, just came onto the program thinking. What's this pervert talking about? <laughs> I'm not a pervert, man. It's just an English saying. <laughs> so he's yeah. always stirring it out. But um, no, the wanker of the week, mate, <clears throat> just what we've just been talking about is the uh, offensive coordinator in the second half. Some of the play calling was so, so uh, vanilla. It was unbelievable. And I think that's what cost us game. Like, you know, the offense simply just shrunk because he won't, you know, he won't call in players what were different. He just simply streaked down, and he kept calling, like, bubble screens constantly, and every yeah. time he called them, they never, ever worked. And that's just, that's the sort of play as well, where the receiver can get quite a bad sort of, you know, tackling the back as well. So, um, yeah, he's, I mean, he's definitely, definitely, I don't know if it's just the, you know, I don't know if it's the head coach, because he's a, a defensive coach, and, you know, that, if that you know, his ethos if that goes throughout the coaching stuff, regardless of what side of boy coaching. But it would have stare. Uh, it would have so noticeable, mate. And like you know, I'm just like uh, a middle-aged, short, dim-witted man from Yorkshire, England, and I noticed it. So uh, yeah, that's the wanker of the week, mate. Absolutely. I, yeah. I think that and also um, Seth Brown's uh, lack of effort. Well, not I wouldn't say lack of effort, but. Lack of skill to catch that ball off uh, Justin Fields when he got intercept his first interception. That would that would a wanker of a player, man. Cause that that I don't. I mean, that's like your your bog standard sort of wide receiver pattern. And also, you know, you're supposed to be an NFL receiver, mate. Uh, right. So yeah, so I'll give them two wankers of the week, mate. Or wankers of two weeks ago. So I don't know if they've been wanking <laughs> constantly for two weeks now, but there we go. <laughs> yeah yeah it was definitely it was weird to see we had a nine point lead and we kind of acted just like you said we acted like we were up 24 we really yeah. needed to put our um our our dagger in the throat there and, and and go for the kill shot but we we tried to dial it back and and run the clock out um i i don't want to say it's a conspiracy but it almost feels like they're all in on tanking uh, it, it really does feel like it somewhat because we're just What's running that? the ball. Is that, is, and... is that just the play calling, AC, or do you think it's – because I think – what do you think, like, the series, like, have a meeting and go, 
like, I don't know, like a couple of days before the game going, right, well, well if in this situation, right, we're going to call these players so we're going to lose the game. I mean, surely. I mean, surely they can't do that because that would be, be such a scandal. Yeah. I mean, surely that can't happen, surely. I mean, I don't want to... I don't want to believe that they're tanking, but after the stuff came out with Brian Flores and the owners in Miami where they mm. were like, hey, don't worry about this year. We'll pay you such and such per loss. And 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 then he was just like, screw it. He ended up going and winning some ball ballgames. Um, I, I wouldn't think that Eberflus would be that kind of guy, but it, it almost mm. feels like he's hamstrung. I mean, Equinemia St. Brown, like, like you said, Imagine, because he was going up against Jair Alexander. Both of them were former Packers. Guess mm. he was a Packers quarterbacks coach. True. So you know Jair Alexander saw that play in practice for two, three years. You know what I mean? So I felt like that's what gave him the ability to really break on that ball. And... Ah, but also, also, yeah, but the other way around is that's also given uh, St. Brown, however long you're at the Packers, to know what that cornerback's tendencies are going to be. Yeah. Yeah, I just uh, – I don't want to say we're tanking, but it sure seems like we're tanking. I mean, yeah. my, but my biggest upset on all of this, everyone wants to talk about the O-line. Defensive line, but it? Our weapons. Our D-line gets zero <laughs> pressure on anybody. Rodgers didn't get touched the whole uh, game. You know, Mike White stood back there and tore us to pieces, which, I mean, he's been fine, I guess, but he's not Mike Vick back there. You know what I'm saying? You got to get a hand on him. You got to get pressure on him. That's why I'm all in on drafting either Will Anderson or Jalen Carter. And right. if you can trade back and still get one of those guys, because I heard a report that came out this week that there's questions about Jalen Carter's um, personality or want to. Or something, you know, right, all these stories right. always come out around the draft. Um, if, if you can trade back and he falls in your lap, fucking go for it. I mean, and there's yeah. there's someone who could easily try and move up and get right now. We're at three, um, right? We need the Broncos to try and win some games down the stretch to move themselves back down for us to get two. Um, but it's just and the Broncos have winnable games. I think they play the Rams still, and they play the Cardinals both without their starting quarterbacks. Although Baker Mayfield went out there, yeah, for two days and, and and won a ball game for the for the Rams. Um, so so who knows how that ends up going out there in L.A.? Maybe Baker resurrects their dead offense. I don't. I have no uh, idea. But uh, I mean, I think uh, I think Stafford as well. I think he'd. Uh... Hummed and hard about uh, retirement anyway. So if the Rams sort of, if Baker Mayfield, you know, carries on playing well, then they might just hand it over to him if, if Stafford uh, wants to retire. But regarding our D-line, man, I don't think I've seen a D-line this bad for the Chicago Bears for, I can't even remember, mate. Absolutely shocking. It's like there's no penetration. Right. There's no really sort of uh, good hand placement or anything like that. And they other seem to be flat-footed constantly. Everybody seems to be flat-footed and sort of stood up, stood up to, to sort of uh, vertical for me to get any sort of push 
on on the on the opposition zone line. And uh, yeah, I think uh, I think that's definitely one for. I think we probably should draft uh, like the defensive tackle and then get a really good uh, defensive end through uh, free agency. Somebody who's somebody who's done it. You know what I mean? Looking, you could have a looking at free agency though. You've got more big names at defensive tackle than you do defensive. Oh, I'd be really cause, right, right. Because those pass rushers on the end, they just don't hit free agency. You know what I'm saying? That the, you're just not going to find them there. Uh, Deron Payne looks like he's going to hit free agency because the Commanders have invested so many draft picks in their defensive line. They they may feel like they can let him walk, and that'd be mm-hmm. that definitely if 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 they go get Deron Payne. I mean, maybe you still try and put Jalen Carter with him, and then you got two monsters in the middle, really, really tearing shit up. Um, or, or maybe they try and get Will Anderson and put him on the edge and have Deron Payne on the inside. But the whole D line needs to be reworked. I don't know if there's a single guy there other than maybe J- uh, 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 shit. His name just slipped my mind. Justin Jones. He's the what? only one I see ever get any sort of penetration, and even he could should probably be a depth guy. Yeah. I mean, it's, I just, I just, it's just. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you know that could be an element could it could be down to coaching as well, you know, to be that bad for for yeah. such a long period of the season and it's not been. We all see it. The coaches obviously see it, and it's not been it's not been resolved at all. So I don't know if they've got like the D line coach needs to be looked at at the end of the season because, you know, what what we're seeing is. Well, I can't. It's it's the worst D line I've seen in Bears history, maybe ever. I think it's more about talent than it is coaching. Um, I mean, you got Travis Gibson, who we expected to take a step this year, but really hasn't. And then you've got uh, Alkadim Muhammad, who hasn't done much. We picked him up in free agency. You've got Dominic Robinson, who they drafted this year. He's still learning the position. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Armand Watts, I've seen flashes of him, and I like what I've seen out of him as far as a almost a run-stuffing defensive tackle, but I, I still yeah. feel like he's a depth piece. I feel like we have guys that should be on the bench in a rotation and they're starters for us because our talent yeah. deficient, our, our talent is so deficient. Uh, yeah. HR here asked about Miles Murphy. Would he be a good fit? This is a defensive end out of Clemson, I believe. Right. Um HR, I, I am I have not a tape guy. Uh and honestly, if if we trade down and get Miles Murphy, maybe he'd be a good fit. I mean, anyone who can rush the passer, I feel like would be a good fit. I do worry about um the conference that Miles Murphy played in. The ACC right. is not very strong. This could be a good question for Jordan or the guys from Draft on Tap when they come back because mm-hmm. you know they break down the tape. They know what they're looking at. They were scouts, so they know they they have a far more educated eye than I do. Uh, no, but AC though, but you always sound like you do know what you're on about. So you're happy there, mate. You're happy there. You just say it with confidence, and <laughs> and that gets you most. That gets you partially there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like if you're trying to sneak in somewhere, if you just walk in with confidence yeah. and act like oh, you're yeah. supposed to be there, a lot of times you they're, they're not going to question it. <laughs> yeah, that's how I've lived most of my adult life. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you do anything over the bye week, Chris? I just I'm just curious. Um... I mean. Well, I mean, last week and just uh, it was just you know just watched football really. It was quite. It obviously it was boring Sunday afternoon, you know. I mean, I was bored, and it felt weird, you know. What I mean, not not talking to you guys. It just felt a bit odd 
But also as well, it was sort of, you know, I didn't have to worry about the Bears and sort of th think about them so much, you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, like yesterday evening race, man, having, I quite like them having like three games on a Saturday. That was uh, awesome. Just got loads of food in and just, just enjoyed watching football because we're getting to that, that part of the season now where you realise that we've only got about two months left. And then, bang, that's gone for nine months of our lives again. Yeah. So, uh, I'm trying to just watch as much as I can. I hate that feeling that, you know, I don't want to miss out on a really good, you know, moment because, you know, the season is relatively quite short, really. So, uh, yeah, I just chilled out, mate. And, uh, well, some of the... Oh, yeah, I went on the, the Bears uh, Country podcast. I did that on Wednesday with, uh, with Mr. Shorty and... Uh, Lynn, who does another show with who's it's just absolutely awesome and uh yeah it's it's been a bit of an usual week mate definitely but uh yeah it was just sort of just nice not to sort of get stressed so much you know on a sunday afternoon yeah yeah mr shorty speaking to him he's in our chat today so uh he's, he's oh, definitely cool, listening in which is which is nice um yeah my my week was uh man it was hectic i had um like I told you guys around Thanksgiving, my son's shower started leaking. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. We called, we called the plumbers out. They came out three times before they finally figured out the issue. They had to cut into the ceiling to fix it. And then I had to call someone else to come in and put mud on it, and they're supposed to come and they have to paint my whole ceiling, which that's a... It's, got, it's called plaster, AC. It's called uh, plaster. Well, they, so, <laughs> so they were fixing all that. On top of that, my son got strep throat. and. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Last Sunday, I just watched the Red Zone, which was pretty cool to watch. It's amazing to see all these other teams that are able to get pressure and, and uh, their, their plays work. And Mahomes just doing Mahomes things. I saw him do this yeah, but don't, don't you, pass. And <laughs> yeah, but don't you sometimes uh, just want to like – because like when it's, when it's going all to different sort of games, don't you just like miss the flow of watching a game, just the flow of the game like – Obviously, like, you know, last night with a Minnesota game out, it just completely flipped upside down in the second half. Well, I mean, a lot of times, though, they they break in and they'll say, well, this is what's going on here. Mm -hmm. This is the, They don't just show you one game. They'll trip oh, no, no, I've seen it, yeah. box it sometimes. And usually they'll just – I mean, you don't get to see an entire game start to finish, but you get to see a lot of action from mm -hmm. all over the NFL, which I enjoy as a – and I'm a Bears fan at heart, but I am an uh -huh. NFL consumer. I oh, consume yeah, I all of them, and I've got my eyes on other. Also, that's going to help us in free agency. If any of these guys hit mm. free agency, that say, oh, I saw him playing for such and such. He did this, this, and that. You know what I'm saying? I feel mm. like it helps me be a more well-rounded fan. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I'm exactly the same, basically. I mean, I, I mean, I always watch as many games as I can through the week, you know. Yeah. Because of all different teams, it's like you say, it gives you a a bit of an idea where the Bears are. But ever since I first got into football, when I what you know, when I was about 13, 14, it wasn't it wasn't just the Bears; it was the overall NFL and the sport itself. So I've always you know watched as much as I can, and I you know I watch anybody really. Um, so yeah, very much to the two. But I do like watching just one game and seeing the the flow of the game. So uh, yeah, I think my brain's just getting too old to handle all the different. Games that they put on really quick. I'm like, well, what the fuck just happened in that game? And then they'll be on to like a different one, and somebody else is doing something amazing. So, yeah, I, yeah, I must be getting old, mate. That's what it must be. So, we got a couple of questions in the chat for you. Renewable and rechargeable review says, 
What's the difference between a wanker and a tosser? Actually, they're both the same thing. Oh, see, there is no difference. Renewable, so you can just throw them interchangeable. And then yeah. uh, I love chitlins says, what made this guy care about the NFL at all? Not rugby or whatever. And why the Bears? I know when I was in Dubai, they were huge about rugby. Um, uh -huh. We were waiting on a flight to go to Kuwait to come back home. And there was rugby on the TV. And I was like, man, this shit is brutal. Like, I could see myself getting into it if I lived oh, yeah. in that area. So what is it about the NFL and the Bears in itself that 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 pulled you, sucked you in, and won't let you leave, Chris? Well, I mean, what what are the sort of first things? Were uh, I had an uncle Terry who's passed now, but he started getting into them. Uh, well, basically, what happened was there were two, a couple of things that happened. First of all, there were a, a TV show, an NFL show that started on one of the channels over here. Uh, basically, it were uh, an hour and a quarter highlight show, but it like the highlights of the week before. So that's like, you know what I mean? This is like the mid-80s. So you got to think how things are. We had no internet or anything. So basically, we were just watching like, you know, they had like uh, pundits on and stuff like that. So we'd watch like, you know, little bits and all that. And then suddenly they started um, showing like a whole playoff game. So, you know, so then people had to realise, you know, what a whole game's like and all this. And um, it was my uncle Terry, he first got into it uh, in 1983. He became a, a 49ers fan. Uh, and he kept going to me. He kept going, oh, uh, I've got into American football. And I'm going, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But also uh, another main factor is that when it was the uh, Super Bowl day of the Chicago Bears in 86, uh, the best mate, Paul, he bought a rugby ball, like an orange cheap plastic thing. And he drew like with a with a marker pen, like at the college stripes, and like the pretend sort of like uh, where the stitching is and all that. So I knock on his door, and he comes out with this rugby ball, and I say, "What what are you doing to it? rugby ball, man?" And he goes, "Oh no, it's an American football." And I, I knew sort of what what the game was, so he sort of threw me the ball, and I thought I threw it back, and I thought, yeah, "I like this, I like this," because I played cricket and all that sort of thing. So I like the element of passing the ball. And then I watched, I tried to watch some of the Super Bowl at night. Uh, and upset it when I saw, you know, understand what was really happening in the game. But after that, uh, me and my mate just got really into it. There was like a, a magazine that came out every week and it kept telling you about the NFL and different teams and all the players at the time. That was like his little, that was like his Bible. And um, I just started watching it, man. And then my uncle, my uncle Terry said, oh, there's like local teams who actually play American football in Leeds. Uh, and they were like a, a junior side, so I was only 14 at the time. And I went down, trialed out, and then I started playing running back. So it was quite mad to think that all we had, and this is all the way through the sort of mid to late 80s, we just had this hour-long show of highlights, and that's that was like the introduction. And I've, I know I've, I've told this before to you, AC, but there used to be, I mean, there's still are, but there used to be absolutely loads of local American football clubs all over the country, like Leeds had two. When it first started in the mid to late 80s, they had quite a lot of money pumped in by Budweiser and they had American players come over and play at the school positions, more or less. So it was probably like semi-league sort of um, sort of level. Um, and, yeah, so that, that's why I got into it, man. I mean, another thing as well is that football seemed to be so far ahead of how we did sport in this country, like your preparation, your training, you know, how athletic you are. I mean, our rugby players compared to NFL players in the mid-80s, man. 
it was, you know, they were so far behind on fitness. So, yeah, that's that's how I got into it, mate. I know that was a bit long-winded. Um, but, yeah, that, that's how I got into it, mate. That's how I, because the Chicago Bears in 85, they really sold us this sport to, to the world. Especially yeah. in Britain, everybody went mad about Jim McMahon, the fridge, and Walter Payton, and that's you know what I mean. That that's how I got into him. Well, playing playing running back, I'm sure Walter Payton fed in a lot to to oh, you that, right? uh, falling in love with the Bears, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Well, it was just sort of as I mentioned, we got these magazines every week, and the first team, what we like, the first team what they went through was the Bears, and I just looked at like Walter Payton, and then they had a picture of Jim McMahon. And it, the fridge that I just thought, that's my fucking team, that. And yeah. I know they just won the Super Bowl, so people go, oh, well, you're just glorying But it's before I really knew that they won a Super Bowl. I just looked at the pictures and thought, that, that's, that's my team. And that, that's been my team ever since, and it'll never change. Well, John says, let's get, let's get Chris to Soldier Field. We're going to look into that maybe next year, try and get you across the pond over here. Maybe well, get a barroom meetup and something. It's a, yeah, it's a bit weird actually mention it, AC, because uh, Mr. Shorty uh, has actually done, well, he's actually set up a GoFundMe uh, page, and the GoFundMe is to get, get Chris Watson over to uh, Chicago next year to a game. We'll, we'll have to get Aldo to put that on the yeah. uh, barroom uh, Facebook page. Or... Yeah, yeah, actually, I've already sort of contacted Aldo, and Aldo's obviously cool about it. So uh, I already found out this week, and. Uh, the advert's really funny. It's got like a slight Monty Python sort of music background. But uh, it was just, it's just, you know, what a nice gesture, man. I mean, I'm a little bit blown away. And I, like, you know, even if it doesn't equate to anything, just knowing that somebody, you know, take time out of the day to set up a, a GoFundMe page like Dan did uh, means the world. So, yeah, uh, you'll, you'll see the advert on the channel soon. No doubt, it's yeah, it's really good. And uh, you know, if you like, I said, if you don't, if you can't put any money towards it, don't worry about it. I'm just gonna send send the lads around in the morning. Yeah, man, that sounds that sounds really good. Mr. Shorty said he could send me the info. Well, we'll we'll get all that information out, and here at the ballroom, we'll get Chris across the pond, get him to a Bears game, and 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 I'll have to make a trip up to Chicago oh, show man. you show you it. some of my favorite. My favorite pizzas and yeah, some, some some uh, Italian beef sandwiches, man. Get into some food and 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 live it up up there in Chicago. That'd be a great a great freaking barroom weekend for sure. Oh yeah, uh, it'd be absolutely John awesome. Says, mate. Let's go. We, we'll have to <laughs> we'll work all that out with Aldo for sure. Uh, they had a they had a meet and greet this year when yeah. uh, when Dan and 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 Buffon was out there. So we'll have to set something up for that again uh, next year, which would be awesome. I guess we just got to bite the bullet and get into this game today, man. I've, I've tried to put it off as long as I could. Get thinking, AC, don't usually ask me these sort of questions. Well, I mean, the guys in the chat were asking, so obviously oh, right, they right, want to right. know. Fair enough, and, yeah, Fair enough. Yeah. So I'm only doing it on my phone, so I don't see the chat. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, let, let's get through this next half hour, mate, and see what, how it turns out. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, my biggest thing that I'll be watching today, I feel like we have a guy in Justin Fields that that closely relates to the way Jalen Hurts plays. So yeah. we can maybe yeah. see, okay, how can the Bears become that team that the Eagles are? The Eagles, yeah. uh, I was listening to Hogan Johns this week when they, they did their preview with an Eagles writer, and he said basically they've invested in the trenches. They've invested in draft mm. picks and – 
and free agency, et cetera, in the O-line and D-line. If you look at their D-line, they're absolutely stacked. They've got Josh Sweat and Dominican Sue, uh, Jordan Davis, who they drafted out of Georgia. They've got uh, just, just dogs on the D-line. And then the O-line, we all know they've got the best one in the league. They drafted Lane Johnson. They drafted their left tackle in like the sixth or seventh round. If I'm not mistaken, he's a guy that played rugby back in the day. They just kind of took a chance on him late in the draft. No, actually, and he turned I actually remember seeing a uh, Yeah, I actually remember seeing some uh, – I think like on the NFL Network before uh, – might be before the draft or something like that. Uh, and he was a he was a mass. I mean, he's a massive guy, but he was a phenomenal rugby player. So you imagine him running at you like full, full like forget Derek, you know Derek Henry. Imagine this dude coming at you at full belt. And he got no pads or anything, mate. So uh, yeah, I mean, he's that's just like uh, that. I mean, that's a dream for them as well. Because obviously, I don't know if he was. It must have been like a low low round pick. Uh, because of because of where he's come from, so uh, yeah, he, he's an absolute beast, man. I, I saw him on an interview this this week, and uh, I think some some other team were uh, rubbishing um, their quarterback, and they were effing and biding a bit. And he, he thought, yeah, man, I like to have him in a in a in a fight as a backup. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't want to meet that guy in a dark alleyway. That's no for sure. way, man. I'll be I don't, I'll be straight off. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, I. I a lot of people like to talk down about the Bears O-line, but lately, uh, as yeah. far as PFF grades, I'll take that with a grain of salt, if you will. Braxton Jones was the top-rated rookie of this rookie class at left tackle. Um, right. Tevin Jenkins has been holding his own at right guard. Uh, Cody Whitehair, I haven't heard his name much, which is usually a good thing for an offensive lineman. I would love to see Leatherwood at right tackle to try and get some youth movement in there. We got a month to figure out what we got in him. And then, you know, if he's not the guy, you go to the draft. But mm-hmm. even the center position, Sam Mustafer, who's been the vitriol of, of so many Bears fans. Oh, yeah. He's 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 come along a little bit and yeah. he's doing okay. Uh I do think Braxton Jones needs to get in that weight room this offseason to help oh, him I with do. the bull rush. But yeah, uh, yeah I mean, any time it like a guy gets his hands sort of inside and onto his chest, uh, you know, it doesn't, you know, he's flying backwards. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think the O line has improved a lot. I mean, you know, they're still really good at the the, the run blocking, but I think the, the, the pass section, you know, certainly got better. Uh, I mean, I think I just feel a bit sorry for Mustafa because, like, obviously he's got the intellect and the mentality to play that position. But will will the guy ever have the actual core strength and the strength you need to snap the ball and immediately, you know, immediately in contact in your block? So uh, it'd be interesting to see what they're in the doing the off season really regarding the line really. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I'm, I, I mean, you know, I'm a draft nerd, so I've already looked at some offensive. How many drafts you done? How many have you done, Ersi? Oof, I don't even want to count, man. I, I, <laughs> I, I usually use the draft networks and their mock draft simulators down right now. So I've been using, I think it's called PFF or something. I don't know. Right. It's a mock draft simulator that you can simulate the whole seven rounds and trades and all that kind of stuff. And I've been getting some decent little trades on there. Uh, but, uh, yeah, as far as the center, there's uh, the kid out of Minnesota that KB talked about, Schmitz. Mm. I guess I've seen him on there, the kid out of Michigan who may or may not come out, which I love Michigan's offensive line. They're just they're just nasty up front. So if we can get that in our in, in the building, 
that 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 would be a good thing for us. Um, I think Ohio State center is possibly coming out. I don't know if he played with Justin when he was there or not. I think Justin center plays for the Packers now, actually, Josh Myers. Uh, but but yeah, there's some some centers in the draft to be had. There's some tackles if if Alex Leatherwood isn't the if you don't think he's the guy, or even if you just want to bring in depth pieces. Mm-hmm. There's a decent there's decent offensive tackles, but I mean my biggest thing is still that D line, man. You, you got to have oh, guys up, you got to have dogs up front. You know what I'm saying? And I think they're really going to attack that with free agency and the draft. To be completely mm-hmm. honest, um, I, I just the Bears' offensive line gets a lot more hate than I feel like they they should have. And I know it helps when you have a mobile quarterback that can get himself out of trouble sometimes. But I mean, this offensive line is doing better than I expected. To be completely mm-hmm. honest, especially the last few weeks. Now they will have a huge test today with, like <laughs> I just said, the Philadelphia Eagles is possibly one of the best D lines in the league. And then next week they get to play the the Bills, who who rush the passer as good as anybody as well. Um, uh, that, the Bills have lost. Uh, go, what's that defensive end called? Uh, on he Miller, he's out for the season. So he's out. So I mean, at least that, that's that's you know one 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 bit of their jigsaw missing. But um, yeah, it's like the D line, man. I just you know we just need to get some some you know I like to see because I think as well because the NFL a lot it is like a, a more or less a passing league. I do quite. I like to see like you know pressure up the middle because especially if it's a quarterback who isn't a runner, the quicker mm-hmm. you get up, you know, like it always happens to Tom Brady. If somebody can get pressure in his face rather than that from the side, so he can't step up into the pocket, but that'd right. be awesome, man. And then you know, and then sort of finish it off with like a top quality D end, so, you know, who you hope's going to get you know ten plus sacks. Um, and yeah, I mean, what about the linebackers? Uh, see, what do you think about the linebackers? My guy, Jack, the jackhammer has been balling out, bro. Yeah, yes. Honestly, at this point, I know we didn't get to see him play together because they had the depth chart differently, but I wouldn't have minded seeing him next to Roquan back there. I know it's a lost cause, but I've been cheering for the Ravens to lose as many games as they could so we can help out with that second-round draft pick. But uh, Jack, Jack Sanborn does it all, man. He's good in coverage. He's good in tackles. Um I did hear them say on Hogan Johns today, does it remind you a little bit of uh, who's the guy who went to Las Vegas after he left here? Mm. Uh, oh, um, Floyd. Leonard Floyd. No, not Floyd. I'm, I'm talking the middle linebacker. Uh, I can't remember his name, but he, he kind of they, – they were saying, is he kind of like him where he shows you a lot and he surprises you at his – where you picked him up at, but – is there a is there a low ceiling there? I just mm. I don't see it. I think he's going to continue to get better and better. He'll get faster and faster, mm. and uh, and 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 we'll see. Nick Quickhousey, thank you, KB, my man. He's in here <laughs> coming through get on your, sickness get, and letting us know what's get, up. Get your ass out of bed, KB. That's that's really what's going on, isn't it? Really, you know what I mean? <laughs> get that ass out of the bed, mate. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, I I. I, I they were saying maybe he's a lot like him where you don't expect it out of him. So, so it kind of takes you by surprise and he, you think he looks better than he does. I think he's looked great. I think he's done everything you could ask of your middle linebacker to do. He's already calling plays. He's already a leader on defense. I I think he'll get that captain thing next, next year for real. Um, Get that C. How old is he as well? KB? I mean, he can't be very old if it's like his first 
year out of college. What is like twenty two or something like that? Well, with 22? the uh, with the COVID years and and the red shirt years that they get in college now, he might be a little older than we thought. Right, like, right. Like Bayless Jones, you said, you know, he's twenty five year old rookie. So I can Google it real quick and find out Jack Sanborn age. Oh, 22 years old. So you get you get a wow. decade out of this guy in the middle if he can keep up his, you know, knock on wood, barring any injuries, uh, he, he should be able to to lock down the middle of that field um, and, and maybe you draft a will to replace him. I got to be wow. honest, with that, that Packers game, Josh Blackwell was out there doing his fucking job. That guy shocked mm. me. The way he they threw him in the nickel – which is a question going forward if they want to keep Gordon in the nickel, if they want to move him outside. Let, let, if Blackwell gets the shot in the nickel, I would love to see that. I mean, you if you can lock down your – because our secondary is good. They just – it's hard to cover anybody for 15 seconds. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like totally, if your yeah. D-line's not getting home, it's uh, it, it, it's it doesn't matter how good you are. Caesar says, yeah. how's Roe doing in Baltimore? He's been fine. Yeah, I mean – uh, all right. I did see him pick off Mitch Trubisky last week, which was mm. I was like, holy shit, bears on bears crime out here, you know. <laughs> it was crazy to see two different former bears. One throws a pick to the other one. You know, of course he does these Roquan things. He's gonna rack up tackles. He's gonna uh, he's gonna do those kinds of things. He's not asked to do as much in their defense because he it's it's a three four, which is what he's best suited for, I believe. Um, so he him and Patrick Queen in the middle is kind of a good a good tandem, but they're going to have some Baltimore's going to have some decisions to make this off season with Lamar Jackson's contract mm-hmm. coming up and Roquan's only there for half a season. You know, he'll, he'll have his contract coming up as well. They'll have to figure all that out out there at Baltimore. But I mean, I mean I, I, so, sorry, I say, uh, I think as well though, for Baltimore, he's got like a lot better defensive line in front of him as well, which is going to make it a lot easier for him because he needs them linemen to, 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 to take them players out. Cause he ain't really the, the biggest linebacker going. He has to use his speed to, and that that's something what that what I really liked about the Jackhammer man. He seems to just read the game a lot. You know, he seems to sort of have a good eye for where the ball's going. But then I also think, well, is it because our defensive linemen are that shit? But any, everybody's going to get through to where the linebacker level is. You know what I mean? So, uh, but it, it's been a nice story in a season without many nice stories. I like to say that about Jack uh, about the Jackhammer. I'm loving the nickname, dude. That's that's. I, I looked up his jersey. They they didn't have his jersey <laughs> for just him, uh, but you can make those custom ones. But at the time when uh, I looked him up, there was like 140 bucks to make a custom one. I was like, I love you, Jack, but buddy, I gotta wait for a Christmas sale or something on these motherfuckers. I, I, just, <laughs> I, don't, I just keep expecting like the last couple of weeks here to turn up with a, a new uh, Jackhammer uh, top on. I'm quite surprised there, see. We'll, we'll see how this offseason goes. You know, I'll have my eyes on it. Uh, but, I mean, depending on who we draft, man, I, I might have a – because oh, I love me yeah, some Jalen Carter. I have fallen in love with this prospect. Just right. the way he it, – it's like it's like the Rams with and without Aaron Donald. You throw Aaron wow. Donald in there and the way he just and, – and I know that's high praise for a rookie, but the way he penetrates and, and just goes after it, and, and and gets his job done, I'm falling in love with this prospect, honestly, to the point where, depending on how the draft falls to us, maybe mm-hmm. don't trade back. Just grab your generational talent. Speaking of generational talents, we haven't seen my man, 
the man, the myth, the legend, <laughs> Mr. Jordan Silvera. Good morning, brother. Perfect timing. We're just talking some draft picks. What is up, my guy? Aaron, C-Dub, Chris, everybody. I appreciate you having me. I know it's been ages, but I'm back for – we'll see. <laughs> I, I don't even know who this – who is this person? Who is this person at, at the bottom screen? Who is it? But no, it's great to see you, Jordan, mate. It's uh, been far too long. And uh, yeah, like uh, AC desperately needs somebody with a bit of draft knowledge because he knows he's going to get nothing out of me when it comes to a draft. So uh, great to see yeah, you, man. mate. And I hope you're doing well. Are you a little behind here? I feel like you're frozen right now. I appreciate now. it. Yeah, and AC, thank you for having me. As a... Me? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, yeah, a, it's definitely like a, uh, there's a big delay. Uh, if you want to hop out and hop back in, I'll try and add you and see if the, if we can fix this delay a little bit. Uh, I can try and talk a little bit more about some draft prospects, <laughs> and then I'll ask you about them when you come in. Aldo says JTS sighting. We got Jordan back. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pop him out and uh, and and Jordan just hit leave studio and come right back in and we'll see if if that fixes everything. So uh, it's, yeah. it's usually uh, it's usually my, my side. What's usually uh, the one with a massive drag on it? So right, uh, right. I'll, I blame the USA for this one. <laughs> well, he's on the other side of the country. Maybe that's the problem. Well, I thought he was just we're, we're out far apart on this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought he was just sleepy, and then I realized no, he's he's definitely on a delay. Um, but uh, <laughs> all right, uh, it says device is not connected. So give him give him just a second to get back in uh, here. Uh, but we'll talk. Have you did did you watch any uh, college ball, Chris? I don't know how it works over there. Do you guys get? I know you watch some Kentucky games, yeah. uh, but, but uh, all, yeah, I mean the, the only way really. I mean you can you can describe to uh, ESPN to get the college ball, but I'm not. I'm not. All I do is I just go on the uh, on the YouTube. I can see if I find plenty plenty of live games on there. But it's, it's most most. Uh, I'm quite glad you asked me about uh, college football, AC, because like you know you know um, you're starting QB and you start a running back. They're not going to play the ball game ever because of a draft. No. So how do you feel about that? Like, or how do you feel? Because if I were like a player in that squad, I'd be going, you fucking asshole. You know, especially if like a really important player. I know why they're doing it. But, you know, just like, uh, you know, as a, you all put that work in. And then, you know, you're only going to do this once in your life. And then two of your best players are going, well, I've got to look after myself, fellas. You know what I mean? So, uh I'll see. You, I'll see you when I get the I, NFL I think, check. I think a lot of them, especially in this day and age, they understand it. They understand right. the meaning the behind it. Right. It's it's becoming a business, and especially with Will Levis, who's looking to be a top ten draft pick, top five draft pick. Say he goes out there and plays this bowl game against Iowa, who we played last year in a lower level bowl game. Tears remember, his ACL. Yeah. There goes his. There goes his career. You know mm. what I'm saying? If, if anything happens at all. And he's worked through injuries the whole year. He went on a podcast called the Pennant Deep Podcast, which is a Kentucky football podcast hosted by former Ray Guy award-winning punter um, Max Duffy, who's Australian. Right. Uh, well, he went on there to talk to them uh, like right after the season ended. And basically it sounded like he was a lot more hurt than they would let anyone know. That's why you didn't see him running right. as much this year. 
Uh, you couldn't see him really plant and make the deep ball throws that we saw last year a couple of times. Um, and I know these sound like excuses, but it, it, it made sense to me that for that, that he would sit this mm-hmm. out. Now, if we were in the Orange Bowl against Clemson, maybe he's playing. Mm-hmm. Or, or if we're definitely from the championship like Georgia is, then, then mm-hmm. nah, he's definitely playing. But, I mean, he didn't have much to gain out of this game, especially against a team that he's already played against. And they're – I think top two quarterbacks opted out. So they've got right. a guy who's never taken a college snap playing for them. It's one of the – I'm going to watch it because I'm a Kentucky fan, but it's one I've of the – it's probably going to be one of the least watched bowl games this season, honestly. Jordan, so are you back it. with us now? Can you hear me? I hear you. Okay. Well, hey, yeah. I still feel like it's a delay, though. I don't know if it's yeah. on. Uh, I don't know. Well, I don't know. It's, it might be on my end. I don't know. My my internet says it's connected. It's just, uh, uh, oof, I don't know. Uh, I'm just going to ask you straight up, Jordan. Are there any, who are the draft picks you're looking at for our first pick is there do you are you in team trade down are you in team draft the guy and if so who are who are those players that you got your eyes on well jordan asked me to move him to the backstage because he is uh he is struggling i don't know if it's him or if it's me i really that's that's the tough part uh, we should yeah. probably get into this Eagles game a little more. Um, so we talked about, about – Sorry, I see. Just one thing about, about the draft. Go ahead. You know, like uh, – I'm sure last last year you were sort of thinking more like trade, trading down the pick. And I'm having to think about – and you might, you know, I don't know if you still think the same way. Uh, but I was just thinking, well, now we've got this like big cap space. It's got that gives us a chance to fill up a lot of players' numbers with a cap, and then that gives us, you know, the foundation for us to pick these hopeful generational talents. You know what I mean? So, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I can see that. You know, uh, it's a, it's kind of a crapshoot in free agency, though. You know, I, I mean, that's a crapshoot either way when you're adding talent to your team. Uh, in free agency, yes, you've seen them in the league, but you've also seen them in a different scheme, possibly under different coaching, mm-hmm. with different—I uh, don't know—even even different uh, weight rooms and stuff. You know, not That's everyone true. has the same level of, and, and we have a great one thanks to Ryan Pace, who who went out and and put together a, a fantastic house hall, apparently, mm-hmm. and built up our our facilities, which is great to try and help us get the edge up on the competition. Uh, we haven't seen it flourish on the, on the uh, field yet, but we do have, we it do looks have nice. for the future. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 And, and it kind of helps you pitch to those free agents. Like, Hey, if you come here, we've got, you know, the, these world-class facilities, you have, you have a, a great chance to start, you know, that's a, yeah. that's a big thing in free agency. They're not going to go somewhere, and sit behind somebody else. Uh, so so that's definitely something to watch. Um, yeah. but it just seems to me, sort of, to me, it's sort of, you know, if you have seen a player play in the NFL, and I completely agree with the point you made, AC, surely if that player is good in the NFL, then that's got to be a safer bet than drafting a player who's never played in the NFL 
and who can just fall apart or get an injury or whatever, you know what I mean? Maybe I'm just thinking more than a free agency side rather than a draft. Well, it depends on what you're looking at. Also, mm. in free agency, especially if they're just off their rookie contract, a lot of these GMs, it's a, old, a good old boys league. So they go oh, yeah, from yeah. one, you know, I mean, we brought in polls from Kansas City. You uh, see in, in Buffalo, they bring in a guy, or, or, or in New York, they bring in a guy from Buffalo. You know, a lot of these guys are kind of passed around. They're, they're groomed into an organization. So they're doing scouting a lot of these players, especially on their second contract, they can remember back to that that draft and say, well, I really like this guy because I saw this, this, and that in him. Um, but uh, uh, um, we'll, so we'll bring him in and see if we can do anything. Um, Jordan says he's just going to hop in the chat. He's uh, We're having issues. <laughs> That's your fault, AC. That's not to do with the internet over and over here in Great Britain. No, that's definitely got to be our fault this time. <laughs> oh, yeah, Great Britain. They have great internet. Who Did they yeah, take man, it from probably, someone else? We, or? We, we, uh, we probably invented the internet, so uh, I think we did. So <laughs> nothing more to be said. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure what's going on with Jordan. I was really hoping to get him in today. Um, next, I, I know next he'll show. have great... Next show we'll, organ- we'll organize it better next show. Get ask him uh, a couple of days before and stuff like that. And uh, unless that's what he did, so uh, we'll try well, get him he, on in, in a future issue. He says he's hardwired, so it shouldn't be uh, as much of right. an issue. That's that's the. Uh, I mean, I'm on Wi-Fi, so maybe that's the issue. He's hardwired, and I'm on Wi-Fi. Maybe I'm slower than him, and it's and it's messing things up. I don't know. But hey, uh, hey, 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 don't put yourself down, brother. <laughs> so Jalen Carter, the guy I really like. Chris, you should probably see him over there because he'll be in the playoffs. Uh, they play Ohio State in the first game. Yep. If they win that, they're going to play either TCU or Michigan. I'm really hoping it's Michigan. I would love to see the Georgia Michigan facing off mm. the Big Ten versus the SEC. Two big schools, big fan bases, uh, and, and and it'll be fun to watch, especially Jalen Carter against their – Michigan has a fantastic offensive yeah. line and they run the ball really well. So it'd be a it'd be a hell of a, a matchup if they way. make it. What'd you say there? I was just gonna say it'd be a nice bit of scouting to watch him play that game if he plays against yeah. Michigan. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um uh they they did come out this week that uh I was a little surprised by this. You were talking about guys who are opting out. Um the Alabama players have opted in. They're playing uh uh, Young, who's the quarterback for them, is projected a first overall pick. He's playing. Will Anderson right. is playing as well, who could be as high as the second overall pick. So, uh, I mean, I mean, the the guys have different reasons to play or not to play. Yeah, I, can, and, I, can, I can imagine uh, a lot of that's down to Nick Saban. Uh, how, how, how are you going to say no as a play to Nick Saban? He'd probably just end up, I don't know what he'd do to but it wouldn't be pleasant. All right, Jordan Silveyor has given me another name. He says he prefer to trade back. Give me Tyree Wilson if you can move back. Tyree Wilson is a defensive end from Texas Tech, I believe. Uh, I haven't watched much on him or, or done much film work or, or anything like that. I've kind of been focused in on guys like uh, Will Anderson, Brian Barisi, um, uh, 
the guy someone said earlier, Miles Murphy, those are good names that I've seen. I have seen Tyree Wilson, but I've seen him kind of lower down on the big boards, uh, which I guess would make sense if you trade back. Um, but but yeah, that, I mean that's a that's definitely a name to look out for. I'll I'll, I'll check into him and <laughs> see what I see. Um, Don Burr says he's injury prone and a one trick pony, which could be a that could be tricky because we've already got a defensive end who's kind of a one trick pony. Although he was a fifth round pick, um, J Rock says he's not big on Tyree Wilson. Um, let me get Jordan's thing here. Terry Wilson is a defensive end that has size to bulk up and move inside the three technique. Think Logan Hall and DeForest Buckner. So those are names. Logan Hall was a big name last year in the draft. I think the Buccaneers ended up drafting him, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and DeForest Buckner is a guy that's in Indianapolis. He was under Eberflus. He could be a cap casualty. Maybe he's a guy that the Bears are looking out for this offseason. Yeah, yeah. If they if they swing and miss on Deron Payne or or, or even don't have uh, interest in Deron Payne. Uh, maybe maybe DeForest Buckner is a guy that fits their scheme more. He gives them a veteran leadership-type stance. Uh, that could be something to watch for. Um, Bear Truth 9 says, I like Will Anderson. He looks tight in his hip movement. I have I listened to uh, Hogan Johns. I had Dane Brugler on during the bye week, and they talked to him about his – his first mock draft and his first mock draft had us taking Will oh, yeah, Anderson. Yeah. Uh, and, and he said that he likes what he does off the edge. He's really fast. The biggest issue he sees with him is missing tackles. He'll be in position and miss tackles, which could be a huge issue, especially at this level when you've got yeah. Derek Henry's running at you. You know what I'm saying? If you miss uh, that, that tackle. Uh, tackling, <laughs> the tackling like across the league is something which – Drives me absolutely insane, you know, the, the sort of um, the, the sort of techniques some players try and use all the time. So if you can't do it in the college, kid, you're not going to do it in the pros, mate. No chance. That's definitely true. And, and maybe that drops his draft stock a little bit, you know, as 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 things heat up. We'll see how he does at the yeah. combine and all those kinds of things. You know, those numbers make people jump up boards all the time, the 40s and, and, and whatnot. But uh, – I mean, if you can trade back and Will Anderson falls in your lap or, or someone like that, that be uh, that would be a, a crazy storyline going into the draft. <laughs> I feel like we haven't talked much about this Eagles game. I feel like we're all just looking forward to the this season being over and going to the <laughs> going into the off season. But there are things that we can learn in these next few games. Of like, As I said, these are Super Bowl contenders, and we're on the other end of that of that uh, um, of that rebuild. Uh, like I said, with the Eagles, they put a lot of money and draft picks into their trenches, O-line and D-line. That's definitely a good way to build your offense. And, and, and they just so happen to fall into A.J. Brown, who is a generational talent on the outside. I don't. It actually got the Tennessee Titans GM fired because he didn't know what the yeah, fuck he was yeah. doing, obviously. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, that'll, that'll be something to watch today when you've got and, – and I kind of feel like – and I know he's – he wasn't drafted as high. He didn't go to the same college uh, or anything like that. But Darnell Mooney compared to Devontae Smith. Maybe we already have a Devontae Smith as far as going to try and build it like the Eagles. Maybe we already have that piece. We just have to find A.J. Brown. I mean, All that, the rest of those, those guys, <laughs> those guys don't grow on trees, though. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, so 
and it is it is unfortunate that uh, Chase Claypool I saw yesterday, I believe, or maybe the day before, he has been declared out for this game. I was yeah. hoping to see him and Fields build that chemistry over this last month of the season and, and hopefully tell us Bears fans, okay, you don't have the 33rd overall pick anymore, but we've got a dog at wide receiver. We haven't really seen it. I mean, I was hoping to see it. I, I had high hopes when he made the trade. I understood why they made the trade because the Packers were trying to swipe him and they had a high pick as well. So we couldn't use the Ravens pick because it was lower than the Packers. I believe it's still lower than the Packers. So unfortunately it cost us a lot, but you got to see that return on investment. If you look into free agency, there's not a ton of guys there. Maybe a DJ Chark from uh, Detroit who's finally got on the field and, and made some plays over the last couple of weeks. Maybe, um, I mean, OBJ is probably going to sign a one-year contract somewhere. They're saying Dallas. I don't know. <laughs> so he'll probably be back into it. There are some names, but I feel like polls like the idea of having Claypool, 6'4 guy mm-hmm. from the area, um, kind of go up and get it kind of guy. Mm-hmm. But uh, – And I think personally uh, – the Philadelphia Eagles are really uh, how they've transformed itself in the last sort of two years is really the route the Bears should go, because it's like the, it's like one of the oldest sort of statements out there regarding football is you build from the inside out, and it's just proved that it works. You know, you get you get both of them lines playing well, and then you've got you know a decent quarterback. And I think Fields could be just as good as him. You know, in in another year's time if he keeps improving. But it just it just it just proves that that you know I like how I've done it I like how I've done it in free agency, but it's just because they've got them two great you know a great offensive line and a great D line and it just makes and I think that sort of sets your whole team up then. So I'm hoping the Bears uh, you know see how they did it and and uh, and copy it. So, you know they always go it's uh, a copycat league because I just yeah. like how they built the roster of the Eagles. I really do. I think it's really really impressive and they seem to have done it really quickly as well. Because last season they were, they were, you know, they weren't, they weren't great, uh, and uh, you know, so that I mean they haven't really been great since they won the Super Bowl. Uh, so I think that's quite a good model, business model to um, copy for the Bears in the future. Yeah, yeah, and they've made good offseason moves too. I mean, they've traded up and down mm-hmm. through the draft. The Saints helped them out a lot. The Saints seem to not care about draft picks almost as much as the LA Rams. So actually, the <laughs> Eagles have the best record in the NFL. And a top five draft pick, so they uh, they have they have set themselves up for that. They really set them up so so if Jalen Hurts didn't work out this year, they could go get another guy yeah. and try and work him out. But Jalen Hurts has worked out. That's a steal in the second round. You get a franchise mm-hmm. quarterback who can do it all. Uh, Jordan Silvera says best thing this year is to get J- Justin Fields gets through healthy. Obviously, that's number one. And CJG, who's Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, doesn't find his way to the ball two to three times. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is a guy I talked about on my NFL podcast when they made the trade. Um, He's a guy that I really like. He plays well, and he's kind of like a Deion Sanders-type player who he's going to beat you, and then he's going to tell you about it all day long. Remember, (laughs) this is the guy who got in boxing matches with with Anthony Miller and uh, 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 Javon Wims when we played oh, yes. oh, yeah, no, that same guy, yeah. he's that dude. He's still that dude. And he, he fits perfectly of Philly. I mean, you know, the fan base, you know how they are. They are crazy and rambunctious. And, uh, and, and Chauncey Garner Johnson is that dude to, to fill in there, especially uh, uh, speaking of guys to fill in 
long-awaited, coming from across the pond as well, my man, Johnny San Tucci, the Tooch. What's good, brother? What's going on? Back from travel hey, Asia. Uh, fellas? How you doing, mate? Oh did you uh, did you have like a second marriage when you were out there? Yes. The week yes. Too? I saw the I saw the pictures on Facebook. So uh, a second congratulations to you and Mrs. Thank Tooch. you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I was. Uh, you know, uh, we had gotten uh, uh, just a, a civil ceremony in Chicago six years ago. My wife wanted to do like with her family. Cool. You know, a. Uh, 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 an actual wedding, you know, it was a lot of fun, man. It was a beautiful resort. Uh, had a great time, but man, I am so jet lagged. <laughs> it's like uh, it's midnight, you know. I'm used to I'm used to it being midnight right now, so oh. <laughs> I'm trying to get back on Central Time. Missed a, missed a few uh, Bears game, missed the Jets game, uh, but oh, you didn't but... miss much. Those are rough and bud. We we uh, uh we came out of there beaten and bruised. <laughs> oh, lost yeah. a lost a safety and a wide receiver along the way. That was a tough one to watch. Let me tell you. Yeah, but I, I'm glad to be back. Uh, you know, and uh, today's game. You know, a, a bunch of questions pop out uh, for today's game. You know, uh, probably first and foremost is how did the Bears measure up against the number one team in the NFL? Mm-hmm. You know, let's not. Uh, joke around the, the Eagles are probably the best team in the NFL They're, the defense is great the offensive line is great the quarterback's playing at a high level uh, the offense is playing at a high level you've got AJ Brown and Miles Sanders Jalen Hurts who are quite capable of throwing points up there and uh, another question that I think could be asked is do we want Justin Fields to play I mean I hate to say it but uh, I might put him on the shelf you know just until next year I I I don't know. I, I mean, I want him to play too much now. I want him to play. Oh, we all every, do. Every game. I mean, I every mean game. it's a, it's a, it's a legitimate question, especially yeah. when you see what happened with Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray last year tears exactly. his ACL. He's going to be out until yep. mid-season next year. You would hate to see something like that, but man. Mm. When you see Justin make the plays Justin makes, and you saw what Trevor Simeon gave you in that Jets game. It's tough to just say, sit this one out, bud. Yeah. You know, uh, and, well, and take the think, month off. Think about it. Uh, Kyler, Kyler Murray goes down non-contact injury mm-hmm. last mm-hmm. week, and will probably miss most of next season recovering from an ACL tear. I mean that well, that that means okay. So if that were to happen, God forbid, we're, we're probably have to draft a quarterback. <laughs> You know, their top pick. <laughs> you know, somebody else. Will Levis, you know. To, Buddy, of, you like, tell me I ain't from New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that'd be too much for AC. I don't know how, how much AC's fandom could take. If blow Will Levis gave the Chicago. You know, and then uh, do we want the Bears to win? You know, that's another legitimate question. Uh, you know, uh, uh, or can they win? Two two legitimate questions. I, I I can't see them winning. I don't even know if they can cover eight and a half points. But you know, <laughs> I'll be watching the game. I uh, yeah. Jordy says uh, time to work on the passing game. But uh, yeah, I mean, we can work on the passing game in the off season. I'd rather go into next season with everybody healthy. I mean, look. There's no wide receivers today. We've got our two best wide receivers out, arguably our yeah. two best with Mooney and, and Claypool. Um, 
I think uh, uh, guys like Equinemius St. Brown and Dante Pettis, you know, out there, they're not going to, they're not going to help us beat the Eagles very much. I'm sorry. We just don't have a, we I, just don't I have players like this to year. See, I would like to see, like we saw before the bye, Fields making some downfield passes, which is a good yeah. sign for your O-line. And we got Nikhil Harry. Maybe we can try and see if he's worth bringing back because I believe his contract's up at the end of this season. So he's got a good month to prove to the Bears, yes, I am here for a rebuild. Yes, I can be a part of this. Uh, Jordan Silvera said, with any luck, the Eagles play their backups by the fourth. If they are up big, that's something to watch for because they do have a short week. They play the Cowboys, I think, next Saturday. Of course, that's going to be game of the year. They're gonna, probably going to be pushing this game while this game is going on, especially yeah. if it goes as a lot of us Bears fans think may happen. Um, so they might rest their guys and, and, and let them get ready for that showdown with the Cowboys next week. Uh, but, yeah, I – I don't have high hopes either. I do want to see Justin play. I know you're taking that risk of of could he be get hurt or could something bad happen? But man, you just gotta you can't sit your best player. I, I just don't see it ha- unless yeah. it's week the last week of the season. You don't have anything to play for. Like maybe the the Vikings might be in that position against us. I'm sorry, Aldo and Dan. I know you're going to that game. Maybe that'll be a tough game to go to because you might see Trevor Simeon versus whomever the Vikings have as their backup. I know they got rid of uh, the guy they drafted. Um, Caesar says maybe it's not for Velas to step up. I mean, he's a third-round pick. You haven't seen anything out of him other than muff punts. It it just really sucks. You know what I'm saying? I I just – I don't know. You, you, you You hate to waste that pick. You know what I mean? Yeah, my my worry is that Justin Fields tries to do a little too much in this game. Uh, Vegas has his uh, rushing attempts at ten and a half over under ten and a half. So uh, you're looking at you know the the bulk of our offense being Justin Fields and David Montgomery rushing. You know that doesn't yeah. uh, uh, give me. Uh, assurance that you know something might not, you know it's not reassuring that everything is going to be safe you know <laughs> yeah i mean he only ran the ball six times against the packers they really opened up started opening the offense as a passing offense uh which is nice to see because we've at least i've heard from non-bears fans all year yeah okay Fields has almost a thousand yards rushing, but what's he doing through the air to help you out? You know, what, what, he's missing throws. He's turning the ball over. He's, uh, he's. I mean, let's be honest. He's been given the chance to win ball games late against uh, Commanders, and uh, we we know what happened with Mooney double clutching the catch that lost us that game. Uh, the Vikings, well, the ball got stripped from his wide receiver. You know, he's been given these ch- uh, against the Lions even. He was given the chance to win that ball game, and, and he throws a pick six to Okuda, which which really killed the game. Um, he threw two picks last week or two weeks ago against the Packers with the game on the line. So you, you want to see – I want to see him continue to get better with decision makings, especially with the game on the line. I know it would suck for us as a, where our draft pick is. It would suck for us to actually win some games. But if you're looking for him as the as the franchise quarterback, which I believe he is, you want to see those those come through in those moments and 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 be clutch, be the man, show us you're the man. 
and and I know the supporting cast isn't great, but I mean, how many times do we see Tom Brady go down and win a ball game with Julian Edelman and Wes Welker and and and, and not not a great supporting cast? He really only had one guy who was Randy Moss one year, and he goes undefeated with the guy. You know what I'm saying? So I, I want to yeah. see that out of Justin going bet, forward. I bet, and I know it's a long winded answer there, but. I mean, what I'd like to, what I'd like to see is just, just to get a win, just to finish the season on a win, just so the team can feel what a, a victory is like, so they can, you know, use that sort of energy, you know, in the off season, you know, just, just if we just won a game, um, and that's so desperate. God, that is a desperate statement, isn't it? Really, just, just win a game, just win any game. But I just think it'd just be such a good, good thing for the squad, just to get that victory feeling in them and realize that. What they have been doing throughout the year is working. But, uh, yeah, for me, I'd like to see Justin Fields get the reps, as many reps as he can. And, you know, obviously uh, injury-free as well. So, And I know the Eagles have looked great, but let's not beat around the bush. They struggled with the Colts, and they struggled. There was another game where they struggled and ended up winning at the end. So th- this team looks great. It looks like the best team in the league, but they're not – not gettable. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Am I crazy? You know, it makes total sense because uh, I could totally envision a scenario where the Eagles just take the Bears lightly and they just kind of phone this one in. Like Bears hang around within a touchdown and stuff like that. You know, the the line is curious at eight and a half. You know, I'm I'm sure uh, a majority of the number of uh, money is on the Eagles, you know, so Vegas needs, you know, the bears to cover this one, you know, it's like, it'll take them a, a while. It's the same thing when, uh, when the Eagles played the Texans, uh, and I think the Eagles were favored by 14, uh, and all the money was on the Eagles covering a double digit number like that. I had to hold my nose and take the Texans and the Texans lost by 11 and I got the cover, but, uh, it's not something you know, I would like to do today, you know, but I don't know. Can the bears cover eight and a half? I, I could also see the game getting out of hand. The bears, let me ask you, would, uh, if the game's really out of hand, are you in favor of pulling Justin Fields then, you know, there's no point. I I think so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I I would, um, I would keep him in there to, as long as it's a competitive game, but yeah, if they start pulling away like they did against the giants last week, I think they beat them 48 to 20 something. Uh, so if it starts looking like that, yeah, I'd pull Justin at that point. And I don't know if I'm putting in Simeon or P- oh, Simeon's out for the year. So it'd have to be Peterman. I would like to, I know you brought this up, um, Tooch, but I'd like to bring this up here. There's a quarterback meant to late to develop ah, for the future. Uses trade bait down. Nick's digger. Who you got? I Honestly, I watched him play. And I've heard Aldo bring this up to Greg Gabriel and a couple other guys of, is there a guy you would bring in to have? Like, if you look at the Ravens, they have three quarterbacks who all have similar traits. They can run the same offense regardless of who's in there. I would love to see that in Chicago. There's a guy out of Louisville named Malik Cunningham who isn't great by any, by any stretch of the imagination, but he does yeah. have the ability to run. And he's got a little bit of an arm. I mean, it's not like – it's not like a great arm. Uh, so that's a guy I would watch for. And I think the kid out of UCLA, I would have to check with Jordan on his name because he is in that area. But I think the kid out of UCLA has some dual threat ability. You yeah. might be able to grab him late as well. I can't D- remember. DTR. Um, 
and Dorian Thompson Robinson. So this is the, I was about to ask you guys this question before RRR uh, threw that up there. Um, Brock Purdy is a quarterback that played about a half hour from me at Iowa State. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I always thought he was a decent quarterback, but he, you know, he's on Iowa State. They don't have the talent level of a Georgia, an Alabama, you know, a Tennessee, or any of those big. A lot programs. of people, a lot of people forget Brock Purdy was getting first round consideration if he had to come out as a junior, and then he decided to go back, I believe, for right. his senior year, and all that of a sudden, pay, that, his that didn't pay off. <laughs> yeah first round of mr irrelevant but brock purdy to me is an example of why you draft you take a shot on a guy in, in nearly every draft at least every other draft uh which is what ryan pace had told us you know i'm gonna draft a quarterback every every draft you know that's what the packers used to do under ron wolf you know they would draft uh they had mark brunell over there i forget who else was all all those guys they were drafting you know and they end up trading them for matt what was the guy's name that went to seattle was it matt castle something like that all all those guys that were there you know they had his backups uh you know uh, malik cunningham's a good name that has kind of like a similar game to uh to uh uh, joseph fields he broke lamar's records at louisville like the rushing and passing yards he broke them right Uh, he was there an extra year but still i mean uh, JTK is talking about drafting for need. You get into an issue with that a little bit, J2K. I mean, I know we have a lot of holes to fill, but if you start drafting for need instead of taking the best player available, that's Matt how Flynn, you end that's up. A guy, yeah, that's how you end up with busts. You know, J Rock's got it. Um, and yeah, uh, uh, our mentioned Max Duggan, other guy played at Council Bluffs, Iowa, as a high schooler. Uh, another guy that was led TCU to almost a perfect season. Yeah, yeah. You know? We'll see so, him uh, play a good defense against uh, Michigan. So, <laughs> not not happening. BT nine. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah, he's gonna come in for a, a pro a, a discounted rate. You know, backup Justin. Yeah, but yeah, you take a shot on the guy, whether it's the seventh round or whatever. I mean, Brock Brock Purdy is a guy. He he doesn't. We, we did it. We had Kyle Orton fourth round, perfect example. Rex goes down. Kyle Orton did, you know, another Iowa guy, Altoona, Iowa. Maybe we should just draft Iowa guys. My father-in-law, <laughs> my father-in-law loves him some Kyle Orton. He still yeah. swears that he's better than Cutler. And but Jordan says JTR likely won't be selected. Maybe you don't have to use draft capital on a guy that you can bring yeah. in and, and and say, look, I mean, you're not going to be the starter, but we feel like your game is similar to Justin's, and if Justin does have any issues, you're the guy. And, yeah. and I feel like it's a, it's a, it's definitely something we should talk about. Look into this off season because it's going to take him a while to bet. learn the system, right? Yeah. Because look, yeah. look how many games it take Justin to get comfortable in this in this mm-hmm. system this year. Seven by mid season, he was felt a little more comfortable. And only when he started really using his legs did this offense start to open up a little bit more for him. But uh, a guy like uh, a similar skill set, like just like you said, AC McLeek Cunningham would be nice to. Throwing, I don't know what round he's, you know, Jordan Silvera would know better than I what uh, what round is is Jordan well, coming on today or? Well, he came on and he was really delayed, okay. so we okay. uh, we he kind of dropped back to the backstage and um, uh-huh. he's 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 with us in the chat. Uh, <laughs> but uh, um, I'm trying to think. I was going to say something. Oh, the Tennessee quarterback, Hendon Hooker. He was yeah, a that- Heisman candidate, tore his ACL. 
you but you don't need him to come right in and play. I don't know what his draft status is, his 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 value for that matter. But right. if he drops because of that injury, if you can pick him up late, there you go. As much as I hate to say it, because he played for the that damn orange team down south. <laughs> that was he, the guy uh, I was going to mention too. He's a baller, dude. He puts the ball on his guys, and he can move around too. He's deceptively, deceptively fast. He's no Justin Fields running a four four, but but he's he's pretty damn good. I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I think uh, let's see the the bear the the a guy that you want to to me keep an eye on today would be you you, you want to have a big game today is Cole Komet with the with the main wide receivers out. I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. talked about this. I'm sorry. I can't. I was, I, I was, we talked a lot about draft and uh, very little about Packers or even this game. I mean, we talked about <laughs> how, the, how the Eagles have built their, how the Eagles have built the roster and notes that uh, we can take. Yeah. Them, as it's well a good as the blueprint for the bears. <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah. It's the, it's the blueprint for the bears right now. And uh, you know, like, like everyone always says, it's a copycat league. People yep. are going to be looking at uh, the Eagles, but the one thing that a lot of teams don't have is a guy like Jalen Hurts. But the Bears do; they've got a yeah. Justin Fields. And like my my fear is 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 you know I don't want to put the jinx on it, but I'm just I, I want Justin Fields to be healthy and in training camp the full time and doing everything mm-hmm. to get ready for next season because next season I think uh, if we put the right pieces together in free agency and the draft, we have a chance to take a step like unfortunately i hate to admit it but the lions who are uh, probably hot, red hot lions i think have covered five games in a row against mm-hmm. the spread now uh mike white is out from uh, western kentucky quarterback mike white another kentucky guy yeah. uh, uh who can really sling it you know a lot of those uh western kentucky quarterbacks come out they play in a complex passing offense but you're getting zach wilson and i i like the jets with mike white with Zach Wilson, I'm on the Lions today, but mm-hmm. you know, a Lions out of their dome. I don't know. I think it'll be a close game, but uh, yeah. Oh, Jordan, is, is Jordan on my back. side? Is, is Jordan on my side here? With uh, <laughs> I guess jo- Jordan's kind of on my side today with uh, <laughs> resting, resting uh, Justin Fields. But I mean, they're, they're, I get what you're saying, Chris and AC, that uh, people who pay. Their mm. tickets at Soldier Field. They don't. They're not. They're yeah. not paying to see Nathan Peterman. Let's just be right, honest right. here, right? <laughs> and, if, and if we had a guy on the bench that kind of like like a Malik Cunningham, like a DTR, like the guys yeah. we've been talking about, maybe I'd be more okay with telling Justin, "Hey, let's just chill on this." You know, let's just sit out. But and and, and you have someone who can still run a similar type offense, but I really want to see him against. Super Bowl contenders, which he's going to play all the all the rest of them. Let's be honest. You just talked about the Lions, how red hot they are. They can, that offense can go against anybody, and the defense is improving. The Vikings, they're probably the luckiest team in the NFL. How many times have we seen them <laughs> dominate with comebacks? I mean, no, no lead is too big for them, it appears. And, yeah. and, of course, the next two weeks you're playing – who I think could very easily be the Super Bowl matchup this year. So you got Philly and then Buffalo. So I, it's it's hard for me to say, yeah, go ahead and sit down, Justin. We'll we'll we'll, we'll try and we'll try and tank. I mean, then you'll definitely hear things of tanking, and who knows? Maybe we. I mean, look at the Miami. They lost that. Well, I guess that was tampering with a with the Tom Brady and 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 um, 
and Sean Payton is why they lost their first round pick. But uh, I just, it's tough, man. Well, so you, you got Bear Truth Nine. Yeah. Question for the crowd Monty or Josh Jacobs, if you had to choose between the two in free agency? I know my answer. <laughs> it's, uh, but I'll let you guys. I'd have to say, uh, Josh Jacobs, even though I absolutely adore uh, Monty's running back, I just think Jacobs just got, they've got, they're very similar, but I just think Jacobs just got a bit more top speed than Monty's got. Go ahead, yeah, uh, I like Josh Jacobs. I don't think he's going to give you a hometown discount like Monty might. But mm. uh, uh, my, my philosophy with running backs, I love running backs, love the Bears running backs, but you could find one. There's going to be a lot of good ones coming out this draft. I'll tell you that. It's a great year for running backs, man. So, I don't know, man. Probably neither. Is that, a, is that an acceptable answer? Jordan <laughs> says Josh Jacobs. If I yeah. have to choose between these guys in free agency, I'm going Monty. I feel like he brings more of the intangibles that Josh Jacobs wouldn't have. He's a leader on the team. The guys look up to him. Um, I, I, the, his blocking ability is, is excellent. He does have subpar speed. But, again, just like Tooch said, man, you look at the draft. Uh, Chris, we talked about it earlier about guys that are that are sitting out bowl games. My guy, Chris Rodriguez, you've seen him run all over SEC defenses. He could be a guy you could draft late or maybe not even drafted. Jordan brings up a great name, Chase Brown out of Illinois. Bring him to Chicago. Keep him in Illinois. The guy was – he put up Heisman-type numbers – in the Illinois system. He is very slept on just because he's a running back. But yeah, that's a guy that I've been watching lately that I'm, and a lot of my mock drafts, when I get around the fifth, sixth round, late down in there, I'm like, if he's sitting there, he's coming to my team because he's, he's a baller for sure. Yeah. And, uh, I, I want to let people know I'll be on uh, uh fantasy football goon after this show in about, 20 minutes so if people are interested in setting lineups or questions for playoffs i know uh if you're in the playoffs dude i'm in, in the- so many leagues where i was like <laughs> seven and six and just missed the i know Not me too dude so I, me too I, you know, this season was weird for fantasy football and i think you know in most leagues i'm in you know like the best record right now is like nine and four or something like that. whatever it is nine and uh ten and four you know nobody's like 14 and 0 in any of the leagues i'm in mean, it's just one of those years both a lot of a lot of like eight and six seven and sevens out there but uh uh as far as this game i i i think uh we're looking at like a 28 17 eagles win yeah i don't i don't know jordan brings up another guy zach charbonnet i believe he's out of ucla as well they use him quite a bit out there i haven't seen much on him it's hard for me on the west coast teams because they yeah. kick off at like 10 p.m. here so I, I sometimes i can get a half in but uh after that it's about uh it, it's a wrap for oac he's ready for bed <laughs> but uh that, that'll definitely be some, a name that'll be popping up around uh around draft day and we'll have to watch this off season but yeah you mentioned the uh the the uh fantasy show that's coming on in 20 or 10 15 minutes so yep. let's go ahead and wrap this thing uh, we'll talk about your score prediction, bowl prediction, offensive, defensive MVP, and shout-outs. We'll start with you, Chris. Go ahead and hit it, bud. Uh, yeah, cool, man. Yeah, uh, Shout-out is obviously to, my, to UAC. 
Sunday afternoons with the AC, man, it's always a joy. Uh, but it's good to see Tooch coming back from his uh, CD un underground porn uh, industry, <laughs> what he's actually uh, doing out in the Philippines. <laughs> it, looks like he's, it looks like he's about to drop the brand new iPhone with that sweater on. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I got a Bears Byram sweater. Oh, okay, <laughs> nice. <laughs> but no, it's not always good to have Tooch on. It's great to see you, mate. And um, yeah, every thanks for everybody in the chat. Um, you're great, and uh, yeah, I think I think uh, the score will be 28 to 14 to Philadelphia. Uh, offense, let's just concentrate on Justin Fields and see if he can keep improving. See what he can do with all these players out injured. Defense, it's got to be our favorite AC, the, the Jackhammer. Um, and yeah, so I think that's what will be the score. Unfortunately, I think uh, you know, I think it'll be 28 to 14. But let's just know, you never know. You never know. So let's just always live in hope, fellow Bears fans. All right, go ahead, Tooch. Now I'll finish this out. Yeah, uh, like I said, 28-17, Philadelphia. Uh, I hope – I just want everyone to come out of this game healthy. That's my <laughs> that's my biggest thing. I, uh, if uh, any – you know, anything happens, I hope the, the – if it gets out of reach, the Bears will do the smart thing and pull – Pull the players who are essential for next year. You know, uh, shout outs to all the barroom guys. You two for uh, doing a great job, and uh, glad to be back, man. It was a, it, it's a, it's a long, you know, it's like two to three days just to get over there and back. Wow. I, was, I was awake for forty eight hours straight on the way out there, and I was sick my first, my first like week there. You know, then I end up drinking the water. So you can't, it's like Mexico, you can't drink the local water, <laughs> you're paying for it. Man, when, when I was sick with, from the water, man, I, my back locked up to me and my wife uh, and her family took me to like uh, a healer, you know, it was like a hut in some shanty town where this lady tortured me like a prisoner of war, got my back up locked, <laughs> like, and I was sweating my ass off, gripping the chair, I was like, give it to me, give it. <laughs> so, but, yeah, just take a bike, uh, 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 Barnes in uh, uh, platoon, take the pain. <laughs> she, she give you some of that ayahuasca tea there, too. <laughs> no, no, no ayahuasca, man. She like got all the, the stiffness out of my back. I was like, good, wow. good after that, man. Just good for the rest of the trip, pretty much. So, but the airplane seats and you know, laying on laying in a hard bed or whatever, you know, just lock me up. But <laughs> kind of, I was really doubtful like going to this dark hut. Like, what the hell? Some lady comes out, you know, it's hot. Hot oil and liniments, <laughs> you know. And she was like, "No mercy, fucking." <laughs> but yeah, oh, glad, yeah, glad to be on U.S. soil for now. <laughs> for sure. All right. Um, I, I'm sorry, fellas. After watching the Eagles last week, I just I think they're going to drop a fifty burger on us. I, I really do. I think it's going to get ugly. I'm thinking Philly fifty-two Bears. Give us 35. I think our offense does well enough, but our defense just can't stop them. Jack can't do it himself, you know. Uh, we don't get pressure on the quarterback with our D line, and 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 Jalen Hurts is going to eat you up if you don't if you don't put some hits on him. To be completely honest, J2K is right on line with me. He says 42-17 Philly um, offensive MVP. I got to go with Fields because I can't name anybody else other than maybe Monty. Um, I, yeah, I, I think, there's I think no other Fields, choice. Yeah, I think Fields has a day. He runs 
well, and he makes. I'd like to see him get some more deep balls. Let's let's see some Inkel mm-hmm. Harry. Let's see if Bayless Jones can find his hands. I don't know somebody, anybody. I mean, we need someone to step up. You got Chase Claypool and. And you've got, of course, Mooney out. So, so you need someone to step up. You talk about Cole Komet, he could be a guy to watch, obviously. Um, but, but, but the Philly, Philly's not all offense. They got a good defense too, because they wouldn't be, they wouldn't have the record they have otherwise. You know what I'm saying? You got to have a full team. It's football is definitely the ultimate team sport. Uh, you can't just bring LeBron in and, and 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 go to the title game. You know what I'm saying? You gotta you gotta have a full team, and and yep. we're just not there. Uh, and it, and it's gonna show today. It's gonna show how far away we are. Um, defensive totally MVP. Agree. I just talked about Sanborn. I think he racks up a ton of tackles. Maybe gets Good a call. maybe gets a turnover at some point. You know, I love the jackhammer. I've been talking about him for since he since he started on here. I, what a uh, find! Yeah, yeah, right. And and speaking of him, and speaking of what we have in common with the Eagles, their middle linebacker is an undrafted free agent who built his way into the starting role and has played well as well. So that's another uh, thing we have in common with the Philadelphia Eagles. Shout outs, shout out to everybody in the chat. Don Burr, even you, man, your, your lines are looking really good, man. I'm happy yeah. for you. I, I know you, your fan base has been suffering for a long time and I'm, I'm happy for you guys who yep. stuck it out. I gotta um, thank Don for for staying away until the very end of the show. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Stayed for the shout-outs. Uh shout out to Jordan Silvera. I'm, I'm I'm sorry we couldn't get on track and we were having a delay issue, but I appreciate you hopping on here early with us, man. I love your insight. You know, I you know you're my guy when I'm talking draft picks or anything like uh, that. I just talked to my guy Jordan. I love Jordan Silvera. Can I just say that? Uh, he's got yeah. a nice new haircut too. I gotta say, I like your haircut too. Yeah, he's Jordan. always got nice hair. My my guy, I can't pull it off. Yeah. That's why I wear a hat all the time. Uh, shout out to Tooch coming in here late, man. I'm glad you had a great trip to the Philippines. Um, and and I hear all about it on Tuesday night. <laughs> oh. I'll, I'll, I'll have to listen to it Wednesday because y'all go a little late yeah. for your boy. Yeah, but I, I'll listen sure. in. I'll listen to it back on Spotify. Shout out to my man C-Dub. Like I said, man, no matter rain, sleet, snow, it don't matter on top of a mountain. My guy is here every Sunday for it. So cheers to you, man. Cheers, mate, as you like to say. Uh, yeah. my, my, my guy, Chris Watts, is definitely never a wanker. Uh, always there for me, man. And, and I appreciate it. I appreciate it for real. You've definitely been an excellent addition to the Barfly Tailgate Show. Um, we'll definitely continue this friendship for the future. Trying to get you over to Soldier Field, man, and having definitely a big, about, yeah. a big sometime next year. We'll, we'll, we'll have a I'm big a, I'm, on, I'm, on, I'm, on, I'm on here wanker off screen. That, that, that's the <laughs> trick to do, AC. <laughs> <laughs> and uh someone was asking if we're doing a show next week. I actually have plans to maybe ask Aldo if we can have a of holy shit, Jordan, is this real? Nikhil Harry is inactive. What the fuck? Who are we throwing to? You. The Simba <laughs> Webster was activated. <laughs> oh wow, let's fire It'll the torches for Pat, that one. Pettis and uh, Equinemius St. Brown. Pettis, I like Pettis, Pettis but man, he just yeah. can't hold on to shit. He said it's a Chris yeah. Emma tweet. I'm not sure who Chris Emma is, but. He's yeah, probably got a blue check mark that I don't have. Oh, man, that just really killed my momentum. Uh, I want to talk <laughs> to Aldo for next week because if we do do a show, it will be a Christmas Eve show. Maybe 
we can get a big ballroom Christmas Eve show and have everyone come in here. Oh, Maybe yeah. not even talk bears. Maybe yeah. we'll just have a couple of drinks and 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 talk. You know, just just the guys hanging out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I know can we've do done that. I could do that. Yeah, I know we've fun. done it in the past. I'll, I'll I'll have to get with Aldo. I'll shoot him a message after we yeah. get off here we, and see if we had a Christmas show one year back with uh, uh shane and phil and the gang and yeah stuff. i was i was that pretty was drunk when they called yeah. me i think i was at a christmas party i had a couple of uh white russians in me you know <laughs> and, uh, i was feeling pretty good that night <laughs> but uh yeah, that yeah, would be a fun show to do but uh i mean other than that man you guys stay tuned here Tucci's going to tell you how to set your lineup if you're in the playoffs if you're not in yep. the playoffs I'm, I'm, I'm sorry maybe you can uh uh look in for next year who you might want to draft and stuff like that um yeah definitely stay tuned here on the barroom network uh cubs yesterday i saw they finally signed a shortstop thank freaking god because we missed out on everybody else we brought in the guy from atlanta uh who was the fourth best shortstop they're gonna bring him in and I don't know if they'll move him to second or third base and let Nico do the shortstop or how they're going to – I'll let them figure that out. That's why they make the big bucks. But thankfully they made a signing. But, yeah, right here on the Barroom Network, you've got Sox talk, Cubs talk, Blackhawks talk. you got all your teams. Uh, we should probably get a Chicago Fire and a Chicago Sky show. I think uh, Neil Stopchinski is a big Fire fan. So that could be uh, something to look forward to in the future. But definitely if you're into Chicago sports – Stay tuned right here to our YouTube channel. Hit that like, hit subscribe, leave a comment. Shout out to the um, shout out to the chat. Yeah, Dansby Swanson. Yeah, my, my guy yeah. Calvin Swanson. So he can get him a jersey that matches his last night. <laughs> matches his last <laughs> name. Uh, but uh, yeah. Um, oh, it's his cousin. Hell yeah, dude. That's awesome. Hey, get the nice. white one with the blue pinstripes. There's nothing more beautiful than that in the MLB. I don't care what anybody has to say. Yep. <laughs> but uh yeah so definitely stay tuned here on the ballroom subscribe and it'll let you know when we go live we've got shows all over the network all week long uh phone 55 comes through and tells you what to watch for every week it's just an awesome show uh if if, if i could get a word in on on before <laughs> i'd probably go on there but we probably have a boxing match of who's going to talk more you guys know <laughs> i like to talk uh but but well, yeah usc yeah, right, right. Crazy, crazy, right? Fuck it out. But we'll get on out of here and uh and um leave everybody with a big old bear down. Bear down, mate. Bear down.